Text Prince Story Family Salute. Y'all, it's your boy Tim Snow. We're back here with a very special episode. Uh, a guy's channel that I've been watching. Name OG Hollywood right here, man. Uh, one of the realest content that you can imagine. I want y'all to go subscribe to him as soon as you see this. Follow the guy and check him out, man, because this is going to be some raw raw action right here. Uh, Mr. Hollywood, introduce yourself to him. Tell them how they can find you, your social media, anything. What's good? What's good? What's good, man? Uh, uh, AKA OG Hollywood, man, CEO of the Ferguson Chronicle, man, one and only where you can only get it live at the Ferguson Chronicle where we do nothing is scripted. Everything is always kept 110. You can find me on IG and you can find me on uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, all you have to do is look up Ferguson Chronicle and OG Hollywood Speaks, man. That's facts. Y'all type it in, man. I ain't gonna lie. It's got some serious content man we just sat and chopped it up he just got through coming down to galveston y'all was crazy so y'all expect probably we'll do something together sitting next to each other <laughs> on you know uh hollywood this gonna be a good one here and our viewers gonna like it man because as you know ferguson unit gets a lot of attention online i think uh my brother saucy d actually did the first first videos on ferguson unit i believe and you know og percy came out uh dewberry we got a lot of people that talk about it but I think you was the first man there. Nobody beat you there, I believe. What year did you arrive at Ferguson Unit first? Oh, I came on the Ferguson Unit uh 1990, man. I was on the Ferguson Unit, really was 8990, 8990 era. You know, so and I called that the kill or be killed days, man, because that's exactly what it was. I know it was. We'll get into that too, because see, Ferguson Unit, if y'all don't know, then we got a lot of people that watch in other states. It literally has the reputation for probably being the hardest prison in Texas. There's a bunch of them that could be probably take that, but it's it's literally stayed like that. You know what I'm saying? It's always been known like that. Hollywood, when you was in the county, city jail, wherever it's out in the streets when you was young, what did you hear about Ferguson Unit before you ever even went to prison? Did you ever hear about it out in the streets? Oh, yeah. I heard about the Ferguson Unit before I even touched the Ferguson Unit. You know what I'm saying? Because it has a it had a, a name that speaks for itself. You know, it's kind of, it, it kind of like, uh, in other words, it prepared you before you even went. You feel what I'm saying? So, uh, during my time in the street, man, even though I moved wisely, quietly, however, it still didn't uh, help me avoid the prison system. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, I mean, like I said, man, you know. You can't help but to hear about the Ferguson unit, man, because it was many men went before me and came back and told the story that they told. So it's kind of like, you know, not that I want to go there. It's kind of like, you know, when people came around, they spoke the city to an existence and I land up on the Ferguson unit. Facts. At one time, for those that don't know, I think there was 11 or 13 prisons in Texas. That's it. And Ferguson unit was one of them. It was Ferguson, Ellis, uh, Ramsey, a couple other ones. And that was it. So, we're looking at a at an old prison right here. You know what I'm saying? Probably old, probably dirty, shit don't work, stuff like that. Uh, so for the people that know, when you started your time, or the people that don't know, how much time was you looking at when you first went to went down? Oh, when I first went down, man. Uh, actually, I did. I, no, they gave me a life sentence, so it was 15 before I had to see anybody before before I came up for parole. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I had to do 15 years flat before I saw anybody, before I even thought about coming home. You know, so, how old was you in 1990? Uh, 1990, I probably was uh, uh, 20. I was 20 years old. 
youngster. So yeah. you're, you're 20 years old and they slap you with a life sentence, bare minimum 15 years. Yeah. What's going through Hollywood's head right there is Hollywood uh, thinking, man, I'm fixing to get out in 15. Ain't no way I'm doing this in life. Or did you have it in your mind? I'm doing whatever. How was it? Well, well man, the thing about that, man, it, it I can't say that uh, I wasn't afraid of the time I was given, right? Because I'm human just like anybody else, man. My first impression was like, damn, I'm fucked up. To keep it 100, which, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, you know, I'm going through the whole court process, man, and, and, and the man, they offer me 35, but I turn the 35 down because I'm listening to everybody in jail as far as, you know, like, you know, the jailhouse lawyers like everybody else say. So I'm listening to them, and I'm young, so I take it to trial. And uh, see, they give me a life sentence, man. And as far as me doing the life sentence, I didn't know how I was going to do it, man. All I knew, the man said that before you ever fuck a road, you have to do 15 years. So, no matter what. No matter what. All right. So literally, that's human nature, man. Anybody's knees going to shake a little bit when they hear a life sentence, I believe. If not, something's probably bad wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Yeah. So, oh. So when you get this number, you're thinking 15, bare minimum, 20 years old, knowing you're coming out at at least 35. That's a heavy weight, man. That's a big burden on a young man right there. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you feel like this is going to be a crazy question, but do you feel like you hit a moment of temporary insanity when they gave you that elbow, or do you feel like you stayed cool, calm, and collected the whole way? Because I've seen guys go both ways, go well, crazy no, I, as hell, and <laughs> guys hold it. My thing with this, man, when – when they gave me a life sentence, right? And uh, you know, as you know, as we say old school, I didn't know if I was going or coming, huh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because right. we saying that I'm gonna have I'll be 35 when I get out, right? That wasn't the case. You know, we didn't we didn't count the setoffs, you know, right, right. and the and the major cases and everything else that came with that, right? So uh yeah, I found you know it from time to time, man, uh my mental state was, you know, it, it was shaking because I, you know, I, I'm young, man. I'm coming straight from the streets, and they sending me to the country, saying I'm gonna have to do uh 15 flat. You know, I ain't know nothing about prison, man. I ain't know nothing about no prison, especially where they sent me to. Did you go to? Was you on like TYC or anything like that? Or is this your first real deal? None of that. I never been to TYC. I only been to juvenile. You know what I'm saying? I only been to juvenile. And I was let out of the juvenile. Right. So when I was convicted, it was off for 35 years for 13 aggravated robberies. Turned that down. From the 35 years, they went straight to the life sentence. It was over with at 20 years old. So let me ask you this, Tim. We're going to get to it. When you come back that day with that life sentence back to the county jail, how was people treating you, man? Were they like, I'm going to leave this man alone. He just got an elbow. Was was it like like a standoffish or was people saying, man, I'm sorry, probably wouldn't have to hear this. So how, how were they treating you that night when you came back? Well, thing about it, man, you know, I always have been, uh, even though I could defend myself, you know, from, from right here, but I was, I, I've never been a bully, right? And I always understood one thing that that in which what I, what I did has nothing to do with the next man. So I didn't go around looking to take something out on somebody else because they didn't have nothing to do with that, right? right. But 
on the back end, that's what they were saying. Damn, bro. You know, you got a life sentence, man, or whatever, man. Sorry to hear that or whatever, you know. That's what that's what was coming from my, everybody else's mouth, right? It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't me being aggressive towards anybody else. No, nah, it wasn't like that. I right, didn't do right. that. I just wondered if they was acting like, oh man, we better give them this time and this space and stay away from them. Oh yeah, they've done that. That yeah. that I mean that, that that's that's uh that's human nature. You know, when a man get killed from a mental standpoint, right, everybody backs up. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because from a physical presence, I was still alive. But at the same time, they knew I was gone from right here, you right. know, because of where I was going, how long I was going to be gone. So, yeah, they, they took a step back. They didn't approach me the same way they did before I went to court. If that's, that's, what, what, that's what I'm asking. That's what I believe. No, they didn't get out of the way, but they did decide step it over, huh? Right. Okay. Yeah. So this, this is why I even asked, because I knew you was going to say that. That's pretty much respect and common knowledge. Okay. So. You come from the county where they taking a step back because you got this elbow and and it's serious and they know it. So here you go on fixing the kids' chain to a place where a whole bunch of people have them and they all got big numbers and stuff like that. And you're just one of another another one of the guys. You know what I'm saying? So that probably was a shock when you first caught that chain and you packed up your stuff or threw everything away. You, you went to intake, I guess maybe Dawson up there. I don't know where y'all. What, what intake did you go to back then? Bird unit straight to Bird. No, when I came, when I went, you went to go read. Go read, okay. Yeah, yeah, you went to go. You went to go read because that was like a classification unit. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Yeah, up y'all way, you go to go read down here. You might go to uh, Garza or Holiday. Same. Yeah, shit. yeah. It was. It wasn't back then. It wasn't two men transfer facilities. Everybody went to the same spot to, to tell you where you're going. Right, right, right. You know so how long, how long did you spend over there? Nine times out of ten, with a life sentence, you're not gonna stay in transfer very long. No. No, and, and as a matter of fact, you got to remember when I went, transfer facilities, I don't even think they was established because when I went over there, we was going to see classification, but at the same time, we went to child with population. You know what right. I'm saying? You just got classified on that unit, but you went to child, you was in, you was in population the same way right. until you caught the chain and went to where you're going. So, Roughly, I have to say, man, I think I was there for about a week, two weeks at the most. Yeah, that's what I thought. So this one, now, I don't know how they did it there, but when we was on bird unit, they literally, when it came time to ship everybody out to your unit, the, the lawman literally had a list, and he, he'd yell out your name and then yell your unit. You know what I mean? Like, when I was there, a whole bunch of people was going friendly-ass places, and there was two of us. They said Beto one. About two of us, they said Ferguson. About two of us, they said Clemens. And everybody else was like, shh, glad that wasn't us. You know what I'm saying? Literally, yeah. they, they were going to other spots. But when they yell out Hollywood uh, uh, Ferguson, what was your first thought in your mind? Like, oh, shit. Exactly. God damn, man. I wanted to be the one no one said, why you ain't sitting me here, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I knew one thing, man, that once you got off at that back gate of Ferguson unit, right? That's when the challenge began. You know what I'm saying? It began from right here, from the from, from the mental aspect, even before you got through the gate. Because when you pull it up, especially if you pull it up around uh, lunchtime, you're going to see so many people on the back dock, and you're going to see fields for miles and miles and miles away, man. So, I mean, you know, like I said, 20 years old, never been in this environment. You can imagine uh, how I was feeling. You know, I was feeling just like the next man. 
you know, like, damn, here it is right here, you know, and, and that's how I was feeling, man. When you got to Ferguson, how many people showed up with you that day? Was it was a bus full or just a couple of y'all? No, it was probably, I, I want to say it was probably about, because back then, it seemed like that's the only the only place they sent you. Like, just like you said, it wasn't nothing but a few units you could that's go right. to. You know what I'm saying? So I want to say it's probably about 10 or 11 people, probably more than that. But when I got off the bus, all I could see was me because I'm like, damn, you know, here it uh, is. Yeah. Well, I'm just you know, wondering if anybody else did anything crazy, like right off the bus, like didn't want to get off that bus or, or um, hold up, man. Or something. You seen some weird shit? Yes. Speaking of that, uh, and you're right, motherfucker didn't want to get off the bus. You know, yeah, you had they, they was refusing to get off the bus on at the Ferguson unit, man. You had people holding on to to the to, to the rails of the bus where they had to bring other COs out to unpin them from the from the seats. To take them in the building, man. That's that just shows you, from a uh, from a, from a mental standpoint, how serious this unit was to people that was going over there, man. You know, people people was submitting even before they get off the bus, man. They was already giving up. They were they they was beat before they got there, man. Yeah, that's that's rough to hear right there too. I knew you know there's very few people to talk about that, but I knew. Also, you were going to say that, so I appreciate you saying it because I want everybody to understand how serious of a situation that we're talking about and we're about to get in right now. Like, this is pretty much about the most serious situation you get in in life other than, you know, it's like going into a, the front line in a war without your rifle. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Going yeah. to a war without a weapon, you know, and you're walking in literally butt naked, no knife, no nothing, don't know how to use one, what to do. You know what I'm saying? You literally walking in having to figure things out. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you keeping it real and saying that, man. Yeah. And matter of fact, speaking of butt naked, that's how you went in the unit. Because you know when you come through the back gate, everything comes off. Uh-huh. You know, everything comes off in uh you got you got dudes behind you, dudes in the front of you, but you never know who's watching you. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Who's who gonna try you when you get in the building? You know, right. because like I said, when I went down there, you had every kind of shark it was in the water, man. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no safe prisons back then. Ain't no ain't no dropping no I-60 or telling nobody, nobody come out there to save you. None of that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was pretty much like they say on Barreto, man, you do the crime, you're gonna do the time, man. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And over here, it was real time, man. It was real time. All right, so listen, let's let's go. I'm I'm getting sidetracked a lot. I apologize, but as you come in, you literally uh you see classification first when you come in. You got to talk to yeah. the officer rank and everything, gang officer and all this type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, you know, you know, you know the procedure. I went in, seen classification. Well, this this and, my uh, question. I, I apologize. I don't mean to cut y'all. I'm sorry, OG, but I I have no idea what does a fucking classification even say to a man that's sitting there on his first day on a life sentence like are they scared of you i'm not gonna say they scared of me however uh they're not gonna treat me like a man that has two years put it like that because because they know for one that uh i don't give a fuck it's nothing that you can do to me you know they i got the l so it's pretty much uh i'm gonna do the time how i want to do it right you know and at that particular time, especially when I got there, 
that was my mindset. I'm gonna do it how I want to do it. Right, you know? right. And that's uh, see, that's something that this is gonna sound weird, but as as a man with a bunch of time and in and in, in that right there, you literally have an advantage moving in that prison and doing anything and everything in there because you're willing to take more chances. You ain't sweating no parole right now. You know what I mean? You ain't worried about nothing. Got nothing to lose. And another man over here with a two, three, four, five. He's trying to go home. He ain't trying to turn that into what you got. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you feel like literally that was a unlucky advantage, probably walking in with that that life a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's I mean you hit like it spot you do it your way. Yeah, you hit it spot on. You know what I'm saying? That's the advantage I had over people with small time. You know, and that allowed me to get away with a lot of shit that I got away with. You feel what I'm saying? Because they knew one thing. Uh, oh, that's Hollywood. He ain't going nowhere. So right. it don't matter. It don't matter if you write him a case. You know what I'm saying? Right. You ain't he, hurt nothing. Yeah, you ain't hurt nothing. He ain't finna see nobody. You know, he gonna turn right around and do the same thing he did today. He'll probably do it in a worse way tomorrow. And that's how they looked at me. Right, right. Okay, so listen. As you come in 20 years old, fresh life, never been in prison, never nothing. When you first look at that day room and realize how damn little it is, how many people in there, what's the first thoughts in your mind? Like stand, I'm talking about standing, waiting on that first in and out, probably holding your your Bible or whatever you got. Like, what's what's going through your mind right this moment? Scared, scared as hell. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and and I'll admit I was. You know what I'm saying? But only scared from the inside, not right. so much as scared to where. The next man can see I'm scared. And the reason why I'm scared because uh I'm in uncharted territory. Uh-huh. You know, I know how to handle society because in society I carry a gun. Uh-huh. You know, and, and I can protect myself with that, right? But in this small day room, like you said, where all eyes are on you, you know, it looks like you know. You don't even want to turn around and look at the next man, you know, because you don't know what he about. Right. So, yeah, I was scared, man. I mean, that's normal. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, though, shit, I was too. And everybody I ever seen come through was. But there's a certain type of man that can, like you say, just be on the inside and not really show it. Put his back straight, chest up, and say, fuck it. You know what I mean? That's exactly what you got to do coming into the yeah. situation. So, like, literally, when they roll that gate and say, get your ass in, or you go to your first sale, come back out. How do they approach you on Ferguson back in 1990? Like, is it, is it uh, friendly? Is it rough? What's going on? I never forget. I stayed in three row, two sale. So if anybody ever been on Ferguson, that's a long way up uh-huh. the stairs. But it's, but it's quick when you stay in two sale because you go up, drop it off. And you got to go back to the day room because now you got everybody standing at the bar. They looking up. You know what I'm saying? And back then, I'm probably 135. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm probably 135. Hold on. Listen. So they really, they ain't hiding shit or nothing. They staring. They looking. They watching. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They watching. Because like I said, you got sharks in the water, man. You know what I'm saying? And you got dudes. Here it is. I have to do my time. They done already did their time. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm talking about that, that, that 20, that 25, that 30. You see what I'm saying? 
So, okay, so yeah, we looking, you know, we looking and you know what we looking at, you know what I'm saying? It ain't no secret, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, like I said, a, a, a long way up, but a quick way back down to the day room, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, that's what it was. So, so like, literally, you, f- I mean, any normal person going to feel like some sharks is watching them and all kind of stuff, but anybody with a brain and not, you're, you're obviously highly intelligent. Knowing now it's showtime. This is this is make or break Hollywood. I'm here for life. You know what I'm saying? Uh everybody out listen, everybody always hears that shit about walk up to the biggest man and punch him in the day room and all this type of shit. You know what I mean? Like when you're walking back down for real, just lace us up on what happens. Like do do you take that walk fast or do you come down slow and, and- no, hey, I ain't I, I I'm gonna keep it one ten. I ain't no hair to get back down here. That's what I'm saying, for you know real. I'm saying? I ain't no hair to get back down here because I don't know what's next. You feel what I'm saying? All I knew is when I went in the day room, the day room is segregated. You know what I'm saying? The day room is segregated. Everybody that's there is doing their thing. And I don't have a thing to do because I don't know what the fuck to do. Right. You see what I'm saying? I don't know what to do. So I'm not in no hair to get back to the day room. You feel what I'm saying? So... Yes. So listen, that's what I want to explain to people too, man. Most of them prisons in there, like you say, segregated, but a lot of men gonna already have their seat established where they sit, their shit right there. And you literally will walk in there and don't even know where to sit down, right? Exactly. So, I mean, that was me. I don't know where to sit. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to sit on the wrong in the wrong seats. See right. what I'm saying? Right, right. So that was me, man. So, so so how do how do you figure all this out? Does somebody come up to you and be like, "Yo, what you doing? How much time you got?" Somebody call you out. I mean, somebody shoot your care package. How how's it go when you first get there? No, nah, it ain't no it ain't no care packages. They looking to take a care package. They ain't shooting you shit. Ain't nobody shooting you no care package. They want to know what's your name, where you're from, and what you gonna do. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I made the mistake, man, of sitting on the front bench and i'll never forget man it was a dude named jones out of h-town you know what i'm saying uh he came up to say bro you can't sit up here but me being lame i don't know why i can't sit up here you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna question you know i'm gonna question it he said because only regular sit up here i don't know what a regular is right you know what i'm saying so i you know i'm asking man what is a regular or it's somebody that's been here a long time or whatever, whatever. So that was the spiel they gave to me, right? But at the same time, I didn't move fast enough for him. You know what I'm saying? So he said, hey, man, when we get ready to turn out for work tomorrow, you got to get that. I'm like, get what? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to get that. I don't know what, to, I don't know, I don't know what to get. So one of my apologies, they said, man, where you from? I said, I'm out of West Dallas. He said, man, look, uh, Cut and dry, man. Uh, you're gonna have to squabble him tomorrow, man, because you sit in his seat on the front bench because you're a regular and you ain't right. So when they said that word right there, squabble, oh, I'm cool with that because that's what I do anyway where I'm from. As long as you know what time it is, let's go, right? But not exactly. knowing it's crazy. Yeah, as long as long as they didn't say where well, it's gonna be some knife play. See, now I would have to think about it then, you know what I'm saying? Because I I I don't I didn't know nothing about no knife. But when they right. said I had to, I had to squabble with him. Oh, I'm good with that. So let me ask you something. 
when you said in his front row, and I, I hate to skip ahead, but later on, well, we, we ain't even gonna get into that because I, I know later on you became a regular, you know what I'm saying, and all that type of shit. But how long did it literally take you before you could sit on that bench right there? That same very bench, yeah. After I, after I smashed it there, I know you did. That's what hey, respect. I was getting ready to say probably the next day, right? Yeah, after I smashed him, you yeah, know what I'm saying? After I smashed him, and you gotta remember, like I said, I was 135. Uh-huh. I was 135, but he wasn't though. You know what I'm saying? And uh he was one of he was one of their regulars. Cause like I said, you gotta remember, man, back then you had H Town. And you had D time. You see what I'm saying? Later on in the game, that's when that's when everybody started collaborating with each other. But back then, it wasn't none of that shit, bro. Everything was separate. Yeah, that's another thing. I I really had forgot about that. Literally, that was a major beef going on back then, wasn't it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was it was a major beef going back on because for one, everybody thought they city was better than the other city. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was it, it was a big thing by then, especially when I smashed him and he was out of Houston. Oh, I bet. Literally, did his homeboys violate him, or did they make him come back and fight you again, or would they handle that, or they just left him alone? It was over. No, nah, it was over. We, we had we had one round, and uh, you know, it was it, I said it was one round. You know what I'm saying? But it was it still was me coming out on top, and it just didn't make him look good because he had been there a lot longer than me, but. Once again, I was a lot younger than he was, and and I could fight. Right, so right, right. That's where the advantage came in at. Right. Well, you got you got that out the way. So literally, here was my question about the bench and everything like that. Knowing usually on them first benches, anybody with any type of respect can sit on them. You know what I'm saying? And it, it ain't gonna really be assigned to somebody. At least how that's how it was at Vito. Like if you're a real man, you can sit over there on that bench. You know what I mean? And Literally, him telling you that was that just your test? Like, like, homeboy, we finna figure out who you are. You think somebody sent him to do that and told him to do it, or he just did that on his own? I ain't gonna say that, but I, I will say this: that back then, being a a, 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 a light skinned individual, right, and underweight, that a good that right there would get people coming at you. Because like, like, like I say, most light-skinned dudes back then, they considered as weak. Right. You see what I'm saying? So no right there, yeah, so that right there would get you an invitation to whatever somebody else wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, 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 no, I don't think nobody sent him at him. He just thought that, well, this is a light-skinned motherfucker. He underweight, so I got him. Right. All right, here goes a question that I I want to uh anybody that came off the bus with you that day, how how many of y'all lasted and stayed over there as as real stand up fellas, and how many didn't you think? Do you know? Uh, to be honest with you, man, like I said in the beginning, I really I really don't know. I really don't know because at that particular time, bro, it it it, it, it was me against. Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand. You see what I'm saying? So. I couldn't watch him because I didn't. I didn't know nothing. I didn't. I, I, I'm lame. I didn't know nothing about nobody ride with nobody, nobody looking out for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Right. All I knew is that this is where I'm at. This is what's going on. So I got. I got to worry about me, man. 
here's something that I've noticed in all prisons and all institutions that unless you got a free world homie over there, nine times out of ten, they're bad about letting a man figure it out for himself. Everything that nobody's gonna hold your hand, nobody gonna tell you what they're yelling out mean, nothing. You gotta either ask and look stupid or you or you just gotta wait and figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So it's always gonna be like that. And, and there's some people that just can't figure it out fast enough and they fail. You know what I mean? See, that's why I say, um, you know, early on in the in the conversation, you asked me, man, that's why I told you that that unit when I went, man. Ain't nobody saving nobody. You know what I'm right. saying? Wherever you from, that's where you from. But the only somebody going to save you is you. You know what I'm saying? When you show up for you, and then somebody else might show up for you if, if, if it's too many people. But when you first get there, you got to show up for you. Ain't nobody saving you, man. Or you got to make your name, man. So when you when you first pull up, what's, is your first job field squad like everybody else? Most deaf. Fields. Field you know, very few states OG got got field squads, so they like hearing about that. Like, what's your first day when you turn out and realize you working for these country ass motherfucking rednecks? Probably you got to call them boss man and this crazy stuff. What was going through your head right there, bro? I'm gonna tell you, like I said, man. You know, in in, in my experience in those fields, man, it was it it, it was unbearable. You know what I'm saying? And I know I have to keep, I hate to keep bringing this up, man, but a 20-year-old, 100, 100 and some pounds soaking wet. Yeah, that's hard. And you got to stay in these, you got to stay in these turn rows and hit this ground and don't even know how to hold a, a agate, whether you got gloves on or not. You still going to get the same results. You know, so uh, it was hard, man. I'm going to tell you straight out, it was hard. Did it ever get easier? Or did it stay stay hard? It's mentally messed up in them fields too. You know what I'm saying? But was there over time? I don't know how long you stayed in the field, but I know some people stay out there so long that shit becomes easy to them. Did you ever make it like that? Well, I'm gonna tell you like this, man. Oh, uh, this this is later on down the line. You know, to answer that question later on down the line, it did it did get easy, and when it got easy. I didn't want no other job. That's what I've heard before. My friends, shout out to my bro, Salsa D, man. He said the same shit that a lot of guys on Ferguson, when he was there, preferred the field because it, it kept them in good shape. You know what I'm saying? They stayed yeah, on yeah. top of the game and they had, yeah. they had mastered it. And they just go out there and do their thing and come back. You know, so. I had I had an old saying I used to say when I was in the fields, man. They say, you want a job? I used to say, I already got a job. I can't get hired on. I can't get fired on. No shit, right, y'all. <laughs> I'm already here. Can't like you said. Well, see, that's another thing where you were smart right there because, like you said, with that elbow, what they what can they do to you now? What they gonna do? Put you in the fields? I'm already in the fields. You know what I'm saying? So I feel that. So look, as you as you get there, 20. When Hollywood turns 21, turns 22. How are you feeling there? Are you like, damn, man, this is real now? Like, as it's it's sitting in that this shit's gonna take a long ass time. You know what I'm saying? Or are you are you getting frustrated, or are you just getting into your groove as you start getting to be you? Well, I mean, it's it was it was I was frustrated more times than not. You see what I'm saying? To where I got frustrated to the point to where now it became that. 
I was taking the frustration out on the inmates in there. You see what I'm saying? Right. I was taking the frustration out on inmates, man, to where I started to realize, man, that uh, I'm a better fighter than a lot of these dudes. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so that was my that was my relief uh, of me doing time and having to do all that time, right? You know what I'm saying? I literally find somebody to fuck with. So you ain't got nothing else better to do, huh? Ain't nothing else better to do but to fight and get a bunch of goddamn tattoos. That was it. Uh, yeah. All right. So listen, as you're at that time right now, you're frustrated. You've been there a couple years already. Like you say, you realizing, hey, man, I got hands just like everybody else does, stuff like that. When you see new men come into that day room, what are you thinking now? Are you staring at them through the bars, looking up, seeing who this is? Are you kind of just to the back? How's Hollywood now? Uh, Like I said, man, I've never been a bully, man, and, and, and I've never let myself go too far to where uh, I would look at a man the same way the other guys would look at a dude, right? I never got, I never got that far with me, right? And uh, yeah, I, I, I would look due to the fact because my money wasn't always right either. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I'm no different than the next person when it came down to, to making somebody ride. Right. You know, if, that's, if that's what you're asking me, you know what Basically, I'm saying? That's what I was asking in a nice way. You know, was Hollywood now I realized shit? I'm I'm here for a long time. I need some yeah. help too. Somebody yeah. gonna come over here and feed me. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, you know, I've had my share of that. You know what I'm saying? I had my share of that, you know, and, and you wasn't no regular unless you had your share of that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah. That's what that's what made you stand out above a whole lot of other people. You know what I'm saying? How many people you got going to store for you? Man, what's the most persons you ever seen somebody going to the store for somebody? I can't put no number on it, man, because three, know, four, five, ten, twenty. Shit. I say with me, you know what I'm saying? I say with me, the most people that ever went to the store for me was eight. eight. You know what I'm saying? Right. I had eight, I had eight people going to the store of 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 and you know how most people say, well, it was all white boys. I'd be lying to tell you that because it wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody in prison has his own weakness, regardless whether you white, black, it doesn't matter. You know, you had you had just as many blacks in prison that was weak as the next person. See what right. I'm saying? Right. Of course, so, human beings. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm oh, just. Yeah, I got, I got a question for you, Hollywood, and I'm, I, I hate to backtrack, but this is something that people need to know about. Because what what was it like for the woods when they showed up? Backed up with you. How would they handle it? I know it's probably a little rougher. You know what I'm saying? Was they getting treated bad? Like right off the jump, I used to hear about them having to fade three people and stuff oh, yeah, like yeah. What was happening to see, them? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you like this here, man. And anybody, and this was a personal friend of mine, right? A personal friend of mine, and, and was good, straight out of Fourth Ward. This white boy named Rocky, a monster. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And that's one white boy I know that did nobody want to challenge straight up. Whether you was black, white, it didn't matter. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But uh, for the most part, man, uh, your white boys had it hard, man. I know they, they did. So you know, they had it hard. And and, and and to be honest with you, man, the white boys had it hard from the white boys. You know, the white boys had it hard from their own color. It was like that when I was down, like literally, I'm going to be honest with you, the white people are way harder on the other white people. They'll stomp them out and run them out. They're, they're so limited in numbers that they feel like if they show any type of weakness, you got to go instantly. Exactly. And the brothers and the Hispanics, they'll give their people a chance a lot of time, maybe violate them or do just talk bad to them or something. They're not even giving them two chances ever. Never that I've seen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I wanted to know. But in your time, so there were some that, that was handling it. Like, literally, if they handle their business when they first get there, are they fine the rest of their time when you was there, or are they having to have problems the whole way through? I ain't going to say they got to have problems the whole way through, but uh, I will say this, man, that they had to prove themselves more times than other people did. Because, you know, sometimes you might get out there and you squabble and you come up with a win, right? But other dudes gonna look at you. Oh, see, you just got a lucky punch. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that same person that said that he might not try it, but somebody else gonna try it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So you know what I seen Hollywood that I, I think a lot of black folks probably don't even realize or pay attention to. But I would see white dude. You know, I, I didn't really talk to too many white dudes in prison, honestly. But I would talk to some sometimes, and there were men who literally were meeting their first black people ever in life in prison. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They never even, they're from East Texas or South Texas. They've never even met a black man in real life. So it's kind of like uh, intimidating to them to see these other races and they hear about it. That's, that's all I wanted to know. Cause this show is for everybody of all colors. And we try to let them know that ain't the place they want to be. You know what I'm saying? So if, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. if you're a badass white dude, you better be one. And if, you're a weak ass black dude. You're gonna be in trouble. It don't matter what's going on. No, it don't matter. It don't matter, man. I, I I swear it don't matter. That's the reason why I said what I said a few minutes ago, man. That uh, it was it was of no certain race that a person would make you ride. If you right. weak, you are gonna ride. Right, right. You know, I seen this. I seen Hispanic gang members forcing the solo guys to ride for sure you know what i'm yeah. saying like they're yeah. not here protecting everybody no it's about their members and their people only you know what i'm saying yeah. same thing with the white dudes and all this so listen as you're hitting that system back then was there even such thing as bloods and crips in the texas system in 1990 or, i know they start hitting about 90 what i don't know oh uh, it, it, was, it was it was it was very minimum put it like that it was very minimum and uh real outweighed it anyway. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. The real would outweigh any gang back then, you know. And uh like I said, man, you know, in dudes that was in prison back when I was in prison, they, they I know they feel the same way I do, you know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't too many gangs that was in prison. Your gang was your color. Uh-huh. Or your city, right. Yeah, your gang in your city was your color. You feel what I'm saying? And if That's you cool. are a crip or you are a blood, a blood, when it get ready to go down, you black. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's how it was, man. Listen, when I got to the feds, I couldn't believe it, OG, because they literally, when you walk in, they do not ask you what gang you're in. They literally say, where are you from? Uh, they don't care about that gang shit. It was unbelievable. I've never seen that because as I came up in the early 2000s and shit in jail, it was highly gang related. That was the first question they asked you. Get to the federal system. They don't care, man. It's all about riding. So I do kind of understand that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, here's here's some shit. As Hollywood gets in here, how long? Okay, how, how long did you stay on your first wing? That's my first question. Like, where they first day room? Did you stay there for a while? Oh, yeah, I stayed on uh, uh if I can remember, man, I was on uh, I think I was on I was on G block, smallest. Uh, I was on a, a block that looked like you was inside of a closet, huh? Mm -hmm. I heard Just the whole prison looks like that, basically. Yeah, until you got on the other end. See, they got had bigger day rooms and bigger cells on the other end. However, I didn't ever get that privilege to go down there, man. But uh, I was on G Block, right? And for five or six years, I was on that block. I didn't move nowhere because of I didn't want no job. Every time they gave me a job, I turned it down. Right. All you right. Know? So this is my question. Five or six years. How many of those men in that day room were there the entire five or six years with you? Was it most all of them? Like literally the same people when you show up was there? Yeah, it was, it was just, when I left, uh, when I left and finally accepted a job, those guys, some of them that came with me and I can't remember the faces and I can't remember names. Right. But I knew they was there on that block. Right. I knew they was on that block. However, uh, I excelled faster than they did as far as from a penitentiary standpoint, from being uh, who I was when I got there to who I was when I was there. You know, they right. were still, you know, neutral while I became a regular real quick. Right. So listen, yeah, well, you had no choice with that, with that L either. You know, you know, you, you got, listen, man, you either going to become that regular or just be left out and everything. Don't get nothing. Can't buy a cigarette hardly. That's who yeah. wants to be like that. You got to go get your respect. And that's what people don't understand. Just sitting back, being that quiet little mouse in the corner, you're going to have some hard time. Whether they beating up on you or taking your shit or not, you literally are just out the mix, not having, not even enjoying yourself ever. And fuck that. You know what I'm saying? So I understand yeah. how you get. So look, as you get in here some more, five or six years, it's going to be my last question on that block. How well did you know the men as far as even the Hispanics, the whites, the black? Did you literally know every man in there and had talked to them or were there some people that you never even talked to in five or six years? I'll put it like this, man. Uh, uh, I talked to them. I talked to them on a, on a regular due to the fact of uh, the surroundings. Right, so close together. Yeah, so you don't you, you you pretty much don't have no choice but to, you know you don't have to talk, but you know, I mean, who wants to not talk to people that's in the day room? That's what the day room is for, right? But I had some that I talked to more than others, and if I didn't talk to you, that means we wasn't on the same level. Right, right. You know right, what I'm okay. saying? It wasn't right. no disrespect. We just wasn't on the same level. And as far as uh, Hispanics and whites, right? Uh, I probably would talk to blacks and whites before I would talk to an Hispanic. 
And isn't that crazy? I would talk to, I sat with the blacks and would talk to a Hispanic, probably never talked to a white because I didn't want to, I knew for a fact they didn't like me. You know what I'm saying? Literally in this day room where we was, there was me, a white crib, one white GD. We was the only white people that could even see the TV. They literally had a, a, a bench face and a brick wall in the day room. So they they didn't like the fact that we could sit on that front bench or we could do that. You know, so I just stayed away from them. I felt like it was going to be nothing positive. You was the exact opposite way. That's crazy. That's I'm glad I asked that. Yeah, but another reason I another reason I didn't talk to Hispanics was this reason right here. Because I see, I know you'll talk to me today and you'll kill me tomorrow. Right. Yeah. That's how I felt with the white guys. Shit. I know they was itching to find some kind of reason probably to do something to me. And I was never going to give it to them. How about yeah. that? We just we just don't even need to talk. You know, you sit yeah. over there. I sit over here. We don't live in the same cell. So fuck it. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it yeah. was. So, so listen, you as you get in there now, you five years in, you know what's going on. You 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 got your reputation on. Are you feeling like, man, I'm finna take this job and do my time easier? I'm finna take this job and make me some money. Like what kind of job was it? What you had going that you said for five years you refused one and then took yeah. it. So something changed. What happened? For one, I got tired of going out there and hot ass son. <laughs> I don't blame you on that one. So, in Texas, man. So and then I was offered a uh, uh, I started being the SSI, man. You know what I'm saying? So money job. Yeah. As as, as I became from uh uh as I graduated from an inmate to what they call a convict, in other words, I learned the politics of prison. Well, how long did that take? That's what I want to know. At that five year mark, was you convicting already? It took about no. I was I was in the beginning, it, it, it took me about 10 years. That's about eight. I probably I want to say probably about eight or nine years probably t- 10 years to master it to become a a, a a technician at what i do right put it like that calculated every move at that time yeah yeah so when you get to that level do you realize it like do you realize hey man i got this shit on lock right now like like how does how does that even feel because i ain't gonna lie i was the type on small numbers trying to stay out the damn way so that's why i gotta ask you man and see how you felt about it. Like, did you literally know I'm coming into my prime right now? You know yeah, I, mean? I knew it. I knew, I knew, I knew when I had uh in other words, I knew when I had achieved penitentiary greatness. Right, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I knew when I had achieved penitentiary greatness because no longer am I uh asking people to uh let me buy because I never I, I don't smoke. You know, and I, I did, I did smoke weed, but I had knew when I didn't have to no longer ask people that they have any weed for sale or any other kind of drug for sale. And I was doing selling. Yeah. I knew I achieved greatness. Facts. You know, you in a position that you wanted to be when you first got there. Now it's yeah, you. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say because I didn't know, but I didn't gotta remember. I didn't know the position existed. Okay, I understand that too. Yeah, so that literally that's that's comes down to what we talk about about having to figure everything out for yourself and listen to what OG Hollywood is telling y'all as y'all watch this. Highly intelligent man still took him 10 years before he felt like he mastered this shit. You know what I'm saying? A real decade, 30 years old, 
now he's starting to be the man. You know what I'm saying? And that's crazy. So when you was on Ferguson unit, if we're going to get off that, we'll go to the next part real quick. You know what I'm saying? Because I want him to get a good taste of you, man. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe to this man's channel. Hit him up, man, because he's got some of the most fire interviews with some of the real OGs, too, just like himself, y'all. Y'all y'all really missing if y'all not subscribed to this man's channel. But when you were on Ferguson, can you tell me one or two stories about people that just fit? You ain't got to say their name or anything, but just terrible failures. Like, why is this guy even here, man? Like, I don't know, like maybe right off the bat, just giving up sacks or I don't know. what. what what's some of the craziest shit you've seen guys just come in and do? Like literally well, ride from the first moment? I'll tell you this, man. Uh, I had a cat, man, that, that was was uh, was street savvy, right? I give him all the credit in the world for being savvy in the streets, right? Was out of Houston, Texas, but didn't know shit about prison. But he thought he did, right? And he still was a mama's boy. He still was a mama's boy, but uh, he had a lot of time, right? And but he was a lame though. You know, he was a lame because he wanted to be around the regular so much, bro. That he used to go to visit, come back. And when he get come back, he would have the money, but he don't know how to score. Uh. Just 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 take this. He come from the streets scoring. But in prison, he don't even know how to score. Because it ain't the same. You can't just walk up to somebody, even if they're exactly. doing something. Exactly. So he would give his he would give his money to people that he thought was in position and he, he would never get it back. Damn. He would never get it back. And, and when once he, he do, starts, he got to keep going, huh? Exactly. So once that, that was, that was, and I used to sit back, man, and I used to watch him all the time. Straight out of Houston, Texas, out of Fifth Ward, where they supposed to be regulars at, right? But like I said, he was scoring the streets, but he didn't know how to score in prison. That's crazy. Yeah, it's so we ain't gonna give too much game away and no game away. But for y'all that don't know, you can be locked in with a man like Hollywood. You can literally be behind him in the chow line. He's the SSI passing by yourself. He can have everything. He can be the man. He's gonna be the plug. And you have no right to even approach him and ask him about that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he going to treat you any type of way he wants to if somebody come up. When you was hustling, what would you even tell somebody that you couldn't trust or you didn't know, but they knew what was happening? Would you would you tell them, nah, I ain't got shit, homie, or you asking the wrong man, or would you serve yeah. him? My, my thing with this, man, because I knew one thing, man, that, uh, like I said, you never judge a book by its color. I knew that. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, just because you look like lame, it don't mean you're lame. Because when you're in that position, you're fucking with people that has a thousand faces. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And they can put the face on at any time. You know? And I always, I always like to say this, man. I used to tell dudes, man, you know, it ain't no knock on you but it'll be a knock on me if I serve you and you knock me. 
Right, right, right. Be your fault. Exactly. So that alone uh, always made myself not accessible to a lot of people. You know, and right. that, and I think that was that's what that's why I had longevity in that game, man. Because I didn't make myself uh, accessible to inmates or laws. I didn't even scope uh, from a lot of laws, and I know they was bringing the work in. Right. Same thing with the police. Even if you know what's happening, you ain't got that right to go up there and tell them. You know what I'm saying? You literally yeah. just gotta work your way in some type of way, and it's it can be frustrating. Like literally, that happened to me when I first got to the feds. That I'm having to give my, my little money to my neighbor and let him go get it in and smoke with him every fucking time. And he know what's going on. Yeah. Another cat from Chicago literally came in my cell and said, yo, Tim, man, I'm just going to take you down there and let you meet the dude, man. You ain't got to do this. And that was the realest shit I had ever seen. I ain't never met nobody else that done that. Like, he took me, met me, say, hey, they middle man and the shit out this dude. Just fuck with him. And he was like, cool, no problem. And I was on after that. You know what I mean? But had he not done that, there's no telling how long I would have had to go through somebody else to get to him. You know, that's just how politics works. So when <clears throat> when you start getting on your grind and everything, that's when you got to go to a new prison. Like, you're coming into your prime, and they tell you that they're shipping you. Now, what are you thinking now? Like, what the fuck? What's going through your mind? Were you ready I mean, to go? I mean, was it like, fuck Ferguson? Or was it like, man, this is my home right now? Well, I mean, you know, sometimes, man, uh, the game gonna present you things that you really don't want, right? And I said that to say this, man. When you're in that system and they say it's time for you to go, it ain't no saying I don't want to go or none of that. You have to do as you. That that's when you become an inmate again, because you can't refuse it. All right. You see what I'm saying? That's when you realize you ain't really calling no shots because you, you go where they send you. When you was getting ready to get shipped. How much warning did you have? Like literally that day, pack your shit, you're leaving, or did they give you some no, warning? Got, no, the lieutenant came and got me. Okay. The lieutenant came and got me and told me, uh, uh, sent me, told me to come to his office. After he showed me a bunch of I-6s wrote on me. Oh, showed me a bunch, showed me a bunch of I-6s to say, man, uh, this is what they're doing to you. You know, and no names need to be called. Some I knew, some I didn't knew, but he the really warrant, showed them to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But See, the ones, but, but the ones I knew is the ones that hurt me the most because they knew the real deal. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And uh, so I took that man. And I swallowed it and I got shipped. Shit, you know. So when I got shipped, uh, it's kind of like, hey man, I'm still not going nowhere. So you just gotta take your show on the road, man. Where they send you to? I went to the uh I went to the Hughes unit. To the Hughes unit. My cousin was just that's where he just started on the on the damn 55. The Hughes unit. Okay, I got a question for you. Was they having G3 custody back then? When did G3 custody yeah, start? They had, they had G3 custody back then. It was G because you gotta remember I did 25. So uh during my 25-year tantra, a whole lot of things had changed. That's what I'm asking. So when you started, was you G3 custody or it hadn't started yet? No, no, no. I wasn't no G3. I was an S4. Okay, yeah. See, my cousin just said left use, and he said it was, I think he said there was 13 wings over there with men all G3 right now, 50 on up. You know and, what I mean? And they it, did. I think they started that uh, literally 
uh, before I came to the house. Okay. You got to remember. That's you got to remember. I, I ain't been out in number 10 years. You got to remember that. Right, right. When I was down, if somebody left G3 custody and came to population, we throw on the party and be like, welcome to the world. You know, you're back to normal. Like, they consider normal population as the damn world and G3 as the prison. That's how institutionalized these guys was. You know what I'm saying? And they're, they're so happy to come off that. It's crazy. So when you hit Alfred Hughes' unit, not what you're about 30 years old, you've been down yeah. 10 years, you know the game on Ferguson, you 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 coming with respect. When you hit Hughes' unit right away, did you see somebody that you did time with on Ferguson? And they're like, shit, oh, that's yeah. how speaking yeah, for see, you. you know yeah. Man, to be honest with you, uh, I seen a few inmates that I did time with, right? But also, I seen a lot of uh, laws that I started out with, right? Oh, they were over there too by then? And they was in position. Oh, got ranked out. So, so you have to keep it in mind, when I got shipped, I got shipped for inappropriate relationship. So I got shipped for inappropriate relationship. So when I hit classification, that's what the warden and the captain told me. You know, they went to questioning me about the inappropriate relationship, right? They tell you better leave their officers alone over there. Exactly. But the thing about it, though, is I was so blessed in the game to where when I got shipped, I got shipped as an S3 because they didn't nail me when I was on Ferguson. Right. Okay. I got shipped with all my line class as an S3. So you you, you enter in GP over there. You didn't have to know, no no closed custody or nothing. Walk no, straight no. to the population. No closed custody, no nothing, right? All right. So here's my question, Hollywood. When you get to that day room, can you sit on that front bench on your first day now, 10 years in, and it's a new prison, or you got to be a regular all over again? No, I'm going straight to wherever the hell I want to go to now. That's what because, I know. Yeah. Because you got to remember the setup is different. You know what I'm saying? The inmates, check this out. The reverse side of that is that the inmates that was supposed to go where I went, they went to the Hughes unit. So in other words, they went where it was no action. So this right. is what they used to, right? So I'm coming in to where it ain't no action. You know, it ain't no checking. It ain't none of that. You know what right, I'm right. saying? Nothing. You just coming yeah. in OG. Yeah. So that's how it was when I got there. So that's that's good. Now, here it goes. You in your prime on this chain bus to use unit. Can you just give me a quick maybe 10, 20, 30 seconds on the difference, how you felt mentally from on that chain to Ferguson 10 years before? Like, what was in your thoughts? Like, I'm going to go take this fucker over, or I'm just going to go do my time, and they're going to leave me alone, or I'm going to go run this bitch. What was you thinking? Exactly. I'm going to go run it up because I had the blueprint. I had the blueprint, and I already had I already done been through what I went through the first time, so I know this bus ride ain't like it is me going to Ferguson and me going where I'm going right now. Uh, I'm in run it up mode. Wow, already. So how long did you stay on use unit? Ten years. Did ten over there too. I'll be down. I didn't realize. I thought you kind of got shipped fast over there. So ten years on use unit. What would you say? Here goes another chapter of Hollywood's life. See, this is this is something that 
I'm not even trying to rub it in or nothing, but I want the viewers to understand that we're looking at a man right here that went through phases of his life in prison. Like while y'all was out here taking your first vacation or you was out here having your first kid or third kid or getting your first good job. I mean, getting married, doing anything. We got OG Hollywood in prison here doing it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like literally evolving and changing, but still growing as a man, still getting smarter, still everything. Uh, when you hit use unit during them 10, now you're coming up, you got five years to your first parole. What'd they tell you? Did you five years set off, one year set off? What happened when you seen the first people? Well, and all together, to be honest, I got three setoffs. I got three setoffs. One was on Ferguson. Two was on Hughes. Right? How long were they when they gave them to you? But all of them, every setoff I got was three years. Three years. So if y'all don't know what that means, that means he had his hopes up, his wishes. He was in parole, and they literally told him, "No, come try again in three years." That's it. Yeah. No, no ifs, ands, or buts once it's done. No appealing it. No nothing. So when you got that first three year set off, is that when did that kick you into another mode? Like literally, was you chilling until that set off? I didn't realize you got one on first. So was you like kind of? I mean, not. I ain't gonna say chilling like as in weak, but was you still having hopes of going home on that first parole? And then you got that damn set off, or did you know you was probably gonna get the set off? Well, I knew. I, I already knew because the surroundings of people that's around you. When they get a set off, it's it's kind of like shit roll downhill. You're gonna get a set off too. It's uh, very rarely anybody that make first parole in the state of Texas, period. I agree. And then then they gotta know, was there still the, the different regions back then? The parole yeah, regions? Yeah, it was so different you regions. Be, you could be in a region where they're making parole a whole lot, or you can be in a region where they don't make no parole. You know what I'm saying? So, like you're saying, that's facts. You you start knowing what time it is for you by watching the other guys, then I guess that makes a lot of sense. So, all right, I got you, man. Damn. Use unit. When you got over there, how long did it take you till you feel like you got it in power? I know you say it ain't as much action as Ferguson, but was you able to crank it up without just telling on yourself? Was you able to crank it up, get some shit going, and yeah. stab a new relationship with an officer? Like, what's going on over here? Probably so. Well, when I got over there, man, uh, uh I knew another, I knew the uh, kitchen cabin because they gave me a job in the kitchen. I went to work in the kitchen. They had me uh utility. That's what they assigned me to. And to be honest, I was standing outside the window and I heard boom, 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 boom. Somebody was beating on the window. So I looked and the CO said, hey man, the cabin wants you. And I went in there and uh it was the cabin. He was the cabin now that I knew. He was like, damn, he said, Hollywood? I said, yeah. He looked and I saw oh, his name was Morgan, right? He said, where they got you working at? And I told him, I said, they got me uh, cleaning the kitchen utility. He said, no, nah, you ain't no damn utility worker. I said, put him in ODR. Oh, shit, nice. Eating good. <laughs> no, so when you're an ODR, you literally become these police friends sometimes, right, man? Yeah, yeah they got to be nice to you because you can spit in their food. You can do anything. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, literally, Hollywood went and got an ODR. Did you gain some weight? I know you wasn't 135 when you left that ODR. No, no. No, I wasn't no, uh, I mean, you know, I deal with everybody else did, man. Went there and ate good, gained weight, you know, worked out and got known by all the people on the unit, especially all the laws, all the wardens or whatever, right? 
and with that come being known by all the women Thanks. so you know it was it, it, it's kind of like putting putting the fox in the hen house in other words let me ask you this and it's something they don't talk about you know you know what shout out to my to my daughter's grandmother she's a 30 year CEO man believe it or not she started on Ferguson bro I probably will show her this video and she'll probably be like I remember him you know yeah. her name was Miss B I, I'll tell you her whole name later you might remember her man yeah. and she was good she was extra good how about that and she would tell you that she was never there to bother nobody you know what I'm saying but yeah, yeah. literally she would explain how many women would come to work in those 30 years and they had it on their mind that they was going to get an inmate. It wasn't yeah. just the inmate saying, I'm going to get a guard. The guards, a lot of them go to their job attracted to men like that, right or wrong? Right, you're right. Yeah, you're so, right, man. So it's not as hard right. to that. But then, listen, when you win a guard, you told me something before, that you can't respect somebody saying he owned her, none of this and all that, though. What's it like when you got you one? And here comes somebody else trying to push up on him. Is it time to slide on him and go, hey, homie, that's mine right there? Or you just don't even say anything. You let that guard handle that. No, nah, because I knew, man, it's like this here, man. It's, 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 and I had a, a, uh, a blueprint I went by, right? The thing about it, man, as you have, I, I understood, man, that by after being locked up so long, a man can get emotionally attached to a woman, right? So I made that my last resort when 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 introducing the game of 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 bringing some in to a woman. She was my last resort because I know you can get emotionally attached to that. You see and it's hard saying? to trust them too, honestly. Yeah, and. Because that's just how the game was gay to me. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if, if if you go to indulging with a woman in money, it's the same thing like in the streets, man. And you can't afford that while you're inside that cage, man. All right, no mistakes, man. So yeah, that's how I wanted to know. Like literally in your time, uh you ain't gotta say that name. What's what's one of the craziest things you ever seen a police officer walked out for that they did and got caught doing? I gotta say, man, the craziest thing I ever seen uh, the police walked out for, man, was uh, see, trying to bring some, trying to bring too many cans in. Got caught with them. Yeah, got caught with them. You know what I'm saying? Got caught with them, man. And, and, and I can actually say that, man, because I'm not the one to try to uh, implement anybody else. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and my game is 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 so long ago. Cause I did the twenty five and been out ten. That's thirty five right, right. years, man. So uh, I can speak about it because I was involved in the situation, right. and that, and and that's why I said what I said because I made a mistake of involving a woman in my game, and a woman got emotionally attached to me, and at all costs she was gonna bring the work in. You see what I'm saying? I'm without right. serving, without serving the unit. Right, right. So this the deal. She was trying some convict shit without being the convict. You understand? Exactly. I got yeah. you. Yeah, it's trying too hard sometimes. Damn. So did you get any blowback from that? Did she tell on you? Like these these for Hollywood, or did you? Did no, she, she didn't. It wasn't. She didn't. No, I, I I didn't get no feedback from that because 
always making my business, man. Whatever I do, man, I always make sure that whoever I was involved with, man, that they was mentally, they was mentally prepped, man. And I and they understood, man, that if if I get popped, that's on me. But on the back end, if you get popped, you just that's on you. Right, because right. we are because we both know, man, the job dangerous when you take it. Facts. You know that's, what I'm saying? It's a dangerous assignment. You ain't lying about that one now. You know what I'm saying? So so check this out. You now are at 20 years in, like literally 20 years in on a life sentence. How further elevated is your game than when you first came into your prime in 10 years? I'm so elevated with 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 as far as from the country band era, right? That I can I can I can pretty much uh say a few words to you or whoever you are to tell if you're gonna bring something in or you're not. Right. Because right. that that was my whole thing, you know. I didn't want no relationship, I don't want to do all the extra shit that everybody else wanted to do. All I need you to do is bring something in for me, you know, and 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 I consider myself different from everybody else, man. Because for one, you meet a lot of guys, man. You know, the curve factor with them is so up here, man. To where, if the police get busted, it's a big deal to them, right? But to me, is that uh, I never did get out of the circle to where me caring about the law. Right. No, I understand. Literally, you can't, man. You're doing an elbow right now, 20 in. You got to use them and use them and toss them if you can. And they got to understand that, too, because on the same turn, a lot of them will do that to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's a dirty game, man. Even if they start getting emotionally attached, like you say, try to prep them. But some people mentally weak, they break down, might get interrogated, shit like that. So you're always taking a risk at some time. You know what I'm saying? But I just wanted to know how much you felt like you evolved, you know what I'm saying? Because that goes back into as these people were living their lives out here, becoming uh, managers at their job and shit like this. Hollywood has now become a manager inside of a prison, basically. You know what I'm saying? So when you're at 20 years in, is that by the time you got eight people hitting these sacks for you right now? I mean, like you literally, or, or that, that was that something, you know what I mean? How did that go? Well, like, 20 years in, man, it's 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 not about commissary no more. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not about the commissary. My game been elevated to where I no longer want the commissary because you got to remember that 20 years in, I'm finna get ready to come back up for parole. Right? Oh, so you don't even want them problems right now again. No, I don't but, but the thing about it though, I don't want no commissary. That's what I don't want. Oh, I need cash money now. I'm getting ready to go home, huh? Exactly. So I let the beginners deal with the commissary because you got to remember, I work in ODR, so when I'm the cook, so I eat what I want to eat. Right, yeah, I'm tripping. You don't even need that no more. Like, literally, yeah. that's, that's not even worth it. You eating big cakes and steaks. Yeah, so so pretty much, man, uh, I done elevated so much to where, but the grounds and the bases of the game is covered because I don't want to have too much commissary because that's going to draw heat. So the locker pretty much stayed empty unless I'm going to get it out the commissary, right? Right. So, and and, 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 and my game was so advanced, man, to where I had a, a, a two-point connection where I had somebody bringing it in. I had somebody else sending the money to my house. 
Nice. So you really were stacking it up at the time. Yeah. 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 Well, you hear a lot of stories, and I've seen it with my own eyes. Men that, that take care of women, they take care of families from in the joint sometimes. You know what I'm saying? They got it going so good. Uh, it's unbelievable. But literally, you better be elevated and in that position or somebody coming to take what you got. In, in this time, did you have any inmates trying to knock you? Like, man, we got to get Hollywood out of here. I want this. Like, more I-60s yeah. dropped? Or did they do it to your face? How'd that shit go? Hayden. Well, like I said, man, in, in, in my time and in, 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 in my journey in that game, man, you have you had two sets of people getting at you, right? Because you had the, the laws and you had the inmates, right? And and one particular instance, man, it was it was it was it was a a female that all the officers wanted. You see what I'm saying? So but you're gonna be problems. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but the female was interacting with me, mm. you know, and you know, that could be a deadly situation right there. Seriously. Yeah. That's why I said, but inmates can tell and people can tell when this certain person is attracted to this person here because they're going to move different. They're going to yeah. say different things. They're going to handle you different, you know? Uh-huh. So man, uh, to make a long story short, man, on, on my tail end of me, going through my transformation, which was getting out, man. Uh, I took a lot of L's in a lot of places, man. You know what I'm saying? I took a lot of L's in a lot of places, man, but uh, I was protected by the game so much, man, to where I never lost my class in good time. Oh, nice. Yeah, you was waiting. Okay, so listen, that has a lot to do with being in the ODR, huh? How much slack would they show you after, say, Hollywood get into a fight and they know it, but you the ODR cook? Do they care? I ain't gonna say they care, and I ain't gonna say they don't care. I what I will say is this is that I could get away with a lot more than a regular inmate can. A lot more, yeah. And that's what why I, I just wanted them to see because if they never been in, I want them to see that position you had is mighty powerful. You know, well, what yeah, I mean, the you know the position was prestigious, probably the most prestigious job you can have on the unit. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was bigger than the job, like working up front. It was bigger than that job, because anytime a man has the key to your stomach, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you ain't messing with that man. That's crazy. So listen, this we're not gonna just. I'm trying to skip around because I don't never try to steal nobody's whole story. You got your own channel and everything. You know what I mean? But I wanted them to know who they dealing with right here, so they do subscribe. They do go to you. But here we go into the real shit that I like to talk about, okay? When you get word that you're coming home, do you leave and go to some family halfway house or, or what happened 10 years ago? How did how, how did Hollywood get reintroduced back to the streets and what that feel like on that first day? Well, I put it like this, man. You know, I, you know, it's just, this, it's my thing is this, man. I, I'm so blessed, man, to be with the, you know, you got to pay attention because you might miss this here and I don't want you to miss it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the same woman I had then when I was committing all them crimes is the same woman I got now. Okay, still by your side right now. You see what I'm saying? So that was my key to freedom right there because I, I, I didn't have to work too hard to get free. All I had to do was stay in position to get free. Uh-huh. 
You like know, literally wait it out, and that's it. And you know it's coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was my push to push back from a lot of shit that was in there. You know, because I had that going through my head so much from from on the back end, right? But at the same time, I still was faced with what was in front of me. And that was all them, the tangibles of things that I was doing. Right. You know, so, so I had to juggle a lot of stuff, man. You know, I had to juggle a lot of stuff because I still, I didn't I didn't know if they was going to let me go. Right. And you never know. Listen, you can get that parole, something bad happen, a ride hit or something, and you lose it. And it wasn't even your fault. You know what exactly. I mean? So nothing's promised and nothing's guaranteed, no matter your position. But when you stepped out, this is why I'm asking, because when you step out now, you you, you already say, shit, game level 5,000, I'm convict, penitentiary down. How much different did this free world seem to you when you returned to it? Like, yeah. this is a whole different game. I better elevate again. Or I mean, how was you feeling? Or was you feeling like a slow game out here and you can, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how you was feeling. Well, when I got out, man, it was, it was, it was good. But at the same time, intimidating. That's what I'm saying. So it's literally the free world is intimidating again, like the prison was at first, almost, right? Exactly. You yeah. know, it, it it was so intimidating to me, man, because after 25 years, and I get out on the monitor, right? You know, I'm on a GPS monitor, so it's kind of like, like I like to call it the expensive pain, huh? I'm still yeah. paying. I'm still paying for what I did 25 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And and the same nervousness I had when I went in there, bro, is the same nervousness I had when I got out. Right. It's understandable. But you know what? Like you did good in that shit. You coming up out of here like, like crazy. And I respect it, man. And that's why I told you that, you know, I just, I literally, y'all, how we even hooked up is I, I do pay attention, you know what I'm saying? I don't watch a lot of YouTube like I used to, but if something's about Texas, I'll, I'll watch, you know what I'm saying, for sure. Very rarely say something. I just left a comment and said, yo, man, I really like your shit, and we started talking, you know what I mean? Now I'm glad we did, but there's a lot of men, even on this prison genre, you'll see, that hasn't figured out the free world yet, you know what I'm saying? They're still on here acting like inmates, still got this criminal mindset, mentality, they can't barely form a sentence, they can't spell their titles right on their videos, not knocking them, but they're not really ready to be in a position to be a leader out here or to tell nobody anything. You know what I'm saying? And I got yes. this whole entire vibe off you. Like, man, Hollywood, yeah, he done 25 years, but he's well acclimated out here. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're your whole man out here, and I respected that. So here's my one question for that. How long did it take you to get acclimated to the free world, and are you acclimated yet? Uh, for the for the most part, I am acclimated, man. Cause uh, even though the things that that I does in and there, right, I still took the time out to get two college degrees, man. So, uh, I'm no, you know, not only did I have penitentiary smarts, but I was educated too. So. I right. did. I, I did earn two uh, uh, prison degrees inside of prison before I came home, and I also, when I came home, uh, I am a sous chef by trade because I went to school for that too, and uh, I earned that too, and I got that. So uh, within the year that I was on the monitor, man, uh, I accomplished a lot of things because I took the time out to 
once again, I knew I was, I knew education was the key. I, you know, I figured that part out, you know, and even though I didn't even know how to work a laptop, but I was on one every day trying to figure out how to work it. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's the yeah. difference between some men, some men will let that intimidate them. Some men run and tackle it. And that's the same way on the outside, inside. You know what? Here's something I wanted to say a lot. And I see, and, and and we basically speak on that a lot, that there's a lot of friends, family, females, that they expect a man to go to prison. He was a bum out here in the free world. They expect him to go to prison, come back, and just be this upstanding hell of a man, not realizing he's probably going to just be a bum on the inside, too, and come back one. You know what I'm saying? So there's going to be... In that in that society in there, it's just a little cross section of life in the world. You're gonna have some people like Hollywood, way elevated, getting college degrees. Some guy did 25 years, didn't even learn how to play chess. Maybe you know what I'm saying? It's crazy how the how the game goes, man. So respect for that. Like literally, you didn't waste 25 years. You did 25 years growing, maturing, and getting educated. That's that's pretty deep, you know. So uh, we're gonna close it pretty soon because I gotta get get to my little daughter and everything but i want you to give some people that are watching the two people advice real quick however you want to do it man and then shout out to your channel again everything and make sure y'all go subscribe but can you give because a lot of people you'll realize later a lot of people that watch these shows are on bond on parole or probation they're literally one foot in and one foot out what would you give somebody the advice for that person that's getting ready to go. And then what would you give advice to somebody coming home? Cause you did both. You know what I'm saying? Like the man is fixing to go right now. Waiting. What, what advice? How do you advise him to go do his time? Well, for the man that's going to go now, man, this is my advice to them, man, because uh, we all try and blame somebody else for our actions. Right. First thing that that man should do that's gonna get ready to go to prison right now, man, is hold himself accountable for the things that he did in life, man. And when he do that, then that's when his transformation starts, man. You think, and, you think once you realize that, are you able to let that anger go? Is that why you say that? I don't mean yeah. to interrupt, but literally, yeah. you're not being angry at the system enough. You can just accept yeah. it and go as a man. Because it's too many times that we hear, and I'm speaking directly to men of color right now. Uh, it's too many times that we hear men of color say, uh, the white folks. You know, but in actuality, it's the man in the mirror, and the man in the mirror is thyself. Yeah, that's because it's, it's millions of men in the world. And it's millions of men that have never been to prison. And why? Because they understand that if you understand your purpose in life, resources will come for one. Yeah, that's facts. Um, man, that's deep right there, man. I wasn't expecting you to say that, man. That's that's some real OG talk right there. That's why it, I had to think it through. What's he even talking about? Like literally because... When I was young, the very first time, yeah, I was angry, thinking, man, these stupid-ass cops did this, man, and did that and everything. Uh, the last time that I went, when I went to the feds, I literally was 35 years old. I got a gun case, and I knew I wasn't supposed to have that gun. You understand? I'm going out of town doing things I shouldn't, and 
I guess I took your advice without even knowing it. I couldn't blame nobody at that time. You know what I mean? Literally, my mama yeah. told me, well, you better stop carrying that gun around. Yeah, it's going back to prison. And I'd be like, mom, I, you know, it just didn't even want to hear it. So literally, I couldn't blame nobody. So that was deep. Y'all pay attention to what he said about taking self-responsibility. That was one of the realest things I've ever heard right there. So coming home to a man that uh, maybe don't even have two degrees. Can you speak to him real quick? I won't interrupt this time. I apologize about that. But to speak to the guy, and it could be the black man, the white man, I don't give a damn, whoever you want to talk to, tell them what to expect and how to behave out here. Well, I mean, you know, when I speak, man, I try to speak with uh, uh, a diverse mind because I understand that in today's society, man, any man can be labeled from anybody and especially the man that's coming home from prison. As you just stated, you are already a loser once you are set free, except that people are going to look at you as a loser. And that's when you'll start to win. Already. Not only do you need to write a contract with companies, you write a contract with yourself. And remember this, a man that doesn't have a plan is guaranteed to fail. Mm. The, key, the key to freedom is a plan. Surround yourself with people of value, man. People of value will instill everything in your life. Not saying that you're not going to struggle from time to time because we all struggle. But if you put a plan in place and stick to the plan, I guarantee you at some time and point, the breakthrough that you're looking for, you're going to get it, man. That's the only way you're going to stay outside the system, man. And don't wait till don't wait till you hit this free world to start planning, right? How long was you was you was on the inside planning your outside? The whole time I was doing what I was doing. I was exercising my rights to think. Mm -hmm. I was exercising my rights to think, man. Because if you look at today's society, man, you always hear people say this one thing. They chasing the bag. And anything that you chase in life, you very rarely ever catch it. Man, that's deep. You ain't lying. If it's running from you and you got to chase it, you might need to rethink it, huh, man? Exactly. Figure out a different way to get it. Yeah, that's deep, man. I want y'all to pay attention to what he said. Uh, give him give him your channel name again. If you got an IG, TikTok, whatever the hell you've got, man, make sure you subscribe to OG Hollywood. You can always reach me on uh on YouTube, man, at OG Hollywood Speaks, man, the real Holly, the real OG Hollywood Speaks, and all you have to do is pull up the Ferguson Chronicle, man, and you'll see so many videos that I've did, like Tim said, on guys before me, because like I said, it is the people's channel, and uh, I represent the people, and I am just a vessel to the channel, because I know we as ex-cons need a voice, and uh, I ordain myself to be the voice for the people because uh, I've earned that right to be the voice for the people. And also, you can reach me on uh, Instagram. That's pretty much it, man. What's and on Facebook, like I said, on Facebook. What's your IG name? OG Hollywood. OG Hollywood. Okay, last question I'm going to ask. We fixing to hit an hour and a half right here. Is since you've been doing YouTube, well, actually, you just came out, started editing it up, looking nice, looking right, like, 
your game was elevated from the beginning right now. Like, uh, how are you feeling about YouTube? Are you having fun with it still? You enjoying it? You looking for keep going? Or do, are you looking for me in the interview? Are you what, what what do you got going on with your YouTube? Well, like I always say, man, uh, my channel is not just for people that's been incarcerated, it's for people that has everyday struggles. If you're struggling and you need to be heard, like Tim said earlier in the show, everybody need an ear. And on the Ferguson Chronicle, you can get that ear, you know, because I understand how important it is for somebody to, to listen because I needed somebody to listen to me when I was committing those 13 aggravated robberies. I was acting out, but wasn't nobody paying attention. Right. So, uh, like I say, man, you know, uh, this, you know, like I say, this is it's the people's channel, man. You know, and I'm just a vessel to the channel, bro. Well, honestly, man, you're doing a great job, man. It looks good. It, it, it's enjoyable to watch, man. You got interviews with uh, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure there's a lot, a lot more coming. You know what I mean? So I'm proud to be able to help you, bro. Hopefully you get some subscribers off this. I'm putting the links in the description, uh, all kind of stuff. When I look for his channel, what I type in is Ferguson Chronicles, and you pop Ferguson. right up. So yeah, you can this thing that you can pop type in is Ferguson Chronicles, them two words. And I swear you're gonna see stuff come up with everybody. You know what I'm saying? And uh shout out to, to Blue Hands, because I don't even know him, but that was one of my favorite that you did right there with him. Y'all the legendary blue hands, he's got one with him, Percy, everybody. So y'all make sure y'all check his channel out, man. Show some love and if you've seen it right here, drop a comment. Tell them you've seen it on Texas Prison Stories. And just the deal, Hollywood, anytime you want to come back, if you want to talk about anything else or some up-to-date type stuff, like we was talking about the escape politics, man, you're always welcome, man. I don't do a lot of them anymore, but I just literally had a good time right here, man. I enjoyed it. I think the people are going to enjoy it. So you literally, and I mean this from everything, you got an open ticket, man, anytime you want to come back or whatever you want to do, all right? One thing is this, man, I just want, I want the people to know, man, that, when you lay eyes on the Ferguson Chronicle, you'll realize, man, that it's nothing scripted and nothing has ever performed. No. You'll get it straight from the horse's mouth. I like it because you, you don't get on there and cut up and act silly. You're not childish. You're, you're a grown-ass man, and that's the type of content that I try to do. I don't do all that old back-and-forth silly stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're staying on focus, and good job, man. And I'm going to close this out at a minute, thirty uh, hour 30. Appreciate everybody for watching. And uh, OG Hollywood, man, thank you for giving us your time, brother. We sure appreciate this. I hope it helps, man. I appreciate you, man. You have a blessed day. You too. Text Prison Story family. We'll see you later, man. Don't go nowhere, Hollywood. I'm going to chop it up with you when we finish. Yeah.